Welcome to the Billingshurst Family Church Podcast. For more information or to support our work in Billingshurst and the surrounding areas, please visit billingshurstfamily.church. This week I've been questioning this whole situation about COVID-19, the coronavirus. It feels like there's like nothing we can do at the moment and um, it just this sense of hopelessness that has just swallowed up the nation and swallowed up the world at the moment. How are we going to get through this? What are we going to do? How, what's the government going to do? What do I have to do? Why, why can't I do anything? Um, and it can be really debilitating, this sense of hopelessness. I'm recording this today on the day where we've just been told that the, the UK has the highest number of people die, die in one day from the coronavirus out of all the people, out of all the nations of Europe. Um, and it's just hearing statistics like that, the sort of thing that just knocks us back and makes us feel utterly hopeless. There are different kinds of hopelessness um, that we might all be processing at the moment. There's a sense of feeling powerless, um, like you're not able to do the things that you want to be doing. Um, like your sense of control over your own life just slipping through your fingers. Or you might be feeling like a sense of doom. Like if You might be feeling really rubbish at the moment, really ill, um, and this feeling that death is to come soon and it feels utterly hopeless. You've got no control over it. Um, there's no way out of it. There's also this sense of captivity that you might be struggling with at the moment. You're feeling trapped by the situation. The government has taken away your ability to go out and do the things you want to do. Um, You are being told to stay in your home unless absolutely critical for you to go out. Um, This sense of having your freedoms taken away from you for the sake of people you've never met. Um, And that can make us feel really hopeless. Like, there's just, oh, there's, there's no way out of this. I'm being trapped in my own home. I don't want to be. Another sort of hopelessness that we might feel, a sense of hopelessness, might be a sense of being helpless, like being vulnerable when you go out. Um, you, know, you might feel when you're going out and about going to the, go shopping um, or go and care for a, a relative or a friend, this sense of being exposed to danger whenever you leave the house. Um, and finally, this sort of final one that sticks out to me is the sense of being forsaken, a sense of having been abandoned. Um, if you're a, a Christian or even if you're not, maybe you're wondering, has God abandoned us? Has God forsaken us? Has he set us aside? Um, you know, and and that, makes, that can make us feel really hopeless. It might even be that you're the, sort of, you're the person who slipped through the cracks of the system and everyone's, you feel like everyone's forgotten about you um, and there's a sense of hopelessness. Where Who's going to look after me? Who's going to come and look after me? Who's going to care for me? And this hopelessness, it, is, it just knocks us. It's really debilitating. Um, and, you know, we all feel it differently. We all cope with it differently and we'll all feel these things to different extremes. Um, so it's more like a, a spectrum of feeling rather than um a, a black or white on or off sort of thing um but i reckon that these sense of hope these senses of hopelessness um are probably familiar to a lot of us to a lesser or greater degree um you know as i say we might be asking where's our oh, where's god the father in all of this 
Does he have it under control? Does he know what he's doing? You know, I think we might all feel a sense of hopelessness at this current situation. Um, you know, it might be like we're on a, a roller coaster into a dark cave with no sign of light at the end of the tunnel. We're at this time of year of Easter, um, you know, and it reminds us of Jesus. You know, he knew what the Father had promised. He knew what he was told. He knew what was going to happen. But even still on the cross, Jesus was completely forsaken by God. He felt completely abandoned and probably somewhat helpless. We're so blessed to have someone in Jesus who knows all of our trials and sufferings and difficulties and even a sense of hopelessness having been abandoned by the Father. Um, that, that, that feeling, he knows that as well. He knows what that is like. And so at this time of year of Easter, we're celebrating Easter Sunday. Um, the Easter story is one that seems to descend into a place of hopelessness. On the Sunday, Jesus rides with his followers into Jerusalem. They're all around him and they're cheering and celebrating, crying out, Hosanna. Um, and uh, he rides down on this young donkey into Jerusalem uh, and he rides in as this Messiah King, uh, the saviour of the nation. And, um, and it's this wonderful high point um, in Jesus' life. But in the course of a week, the political and religious leaders turn against him. They decry his miracles and they sentence him to suffer torture and death by crucifixion. You know, at the start of the week, everything looked great. A new prophet, everything's going to be fixed. A new era was heralded. And at the end of the week, on the Friday, torture, suffering, humiliation, a man covering his own death instrument through the streets and out of the city quite different to the way he came into the city at the start of the week. We know the story most likely and he carried his cross out of the city up to the place of the skull and he was nailed to the cross and as the nails were being driven through his hands and through his feet a few of the disciples, only a few of those who were gathered the week before were left watching as the others had all fled in fear, abandoning all hope as their friend and leader came to his demise. You can imagine as the cross was brought up to full height, dropped into place, that it signalled the end of the story for Jesus, an entirely hopeless situation. The so-called Messiah, dying on a cross, crucified, the most humiliating and painful death that humanity had come up with at that point. There was an earthquake. The sky went dark. Jesus cried his last and a still silence descended on the land. Rich men took his body from the cross and laid it in a newly hewn out tomb. Everything the disciples had hoped for had come to naught. 
or so they thought. On the third day, the day after um, the, the, the Saturday, day after the Sabbath, some of the women disciples went up early in the morning to visit the tomb. And as they went up, wondering how, how are they going to get in there? How are we going to get in? The, the stones are all in place. It's huge. We've got no chance of moving it. They discover that the stone was already rolled away and the tomb was empty. The place that had contained the darkness of death was broken open and light poured in, showing the freshly folded grave clothes of their Messiah, their Master, their Lord. The darkness of death was overcome by the shining light of resurrection. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Resurrection life overpowered death. Hopelessness was destroyed. Hope was restored anew. A people who had fled were now gathered. As they heard the story that the women told them, um, uh, they were gathered up in Galilee and Jesus met with them there. Um, in the cave of the roller coaster, it did have a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, this pit of despair, of hopelessness, renewed hope. And what we find is um, that these disciples were never the same again. They were completely changed, completely uh, fervent for the hope that they had discovered. You know, Jesus' resurrection is a story of hope and of promise. It gives us assurance that all Jesus said was true. It shows that God was satisfied that Jesus' work on the cross was complete. Uh, the perfect sacrificial lamb covered the sin of all who would believe in him and have faith in him and his work on the cross. Jesus was victorious over death and had a new resurrection body. His victory has an effect on us too. If we put our faith in Jesus, in who he said he was uh, and what he achieved on the cross, his resurrection assures us that we can stand justified before God. With faith in Jesus, we can stand before God knowing that he sees Jesus' perfection in us instead of our sin and shame. When we stand before the Father, he sees Jesus' perfect righteousness in us if we have faith in his Son. We can know right standing with God and that gives us hope of a future, hope of eternal life. Not just uh, a future way off out there in some time when we might, might, might die, um, but right now as well, we have a new beginning. Uh, we have regeneration life we have, and he resurrects us today in some way. Um, you know, we're born again as we turn to put our faith in Jesus. New life is promised for us today when we trust in Jesus' death and resurrection. Out of hopelessness comes the fullness of hope. And not just a sense of wishing. Hope these days has a very loose word, oh, I hope you'll get better. Um, it's like a, a loose wish. No, that's not the sort of hope that leads to change lives. No, it's an assurance. Christian hope isn't a wish. Instead, it's a confidence that it's founded in God and it's, it's a knowing what God has promised and walking with him day by day and being set free from the constant worry and instead being filled with faith uh, in the one who has all things in his hands. 
you know, it's a deep-seated thing. It's a confidence and assurance. It's not some loose wish. Um, as Christians, we can have an assurance that God has things in hand, that even in this sort of crisis, he has it all in control. It's a deep-seated thing. Yeah, we might have our wobbles and our worries, but it's a deep-seated hope and trust that God knows what he's doing. God is good, even in spite of everything around us. COVID-19 might have you tied up in knots with worry and a sense of hopelessness. Maybe you know someone with the symptoms even now. Maybe you found yourself in this time of isolation considering life, the universe and everything, maybe even your own mortality. Maybe you find yourself wondering about eternity, heaven and hell, death, the real questions of life. And let me encourage you to consider these things in a new way. Let's consider these things in the light of Easter morning. Death is not the end. Death has been overcome. Death has truly lost its sting. The resurrection reminds us that we have eternal life. We can have eternal life walking with the Father, knowing him. A life that, you know, when everything else passes away, when everything else goes, eternity with the Father God is ours. It's a gift that he gives us by his grace. Not something we earn, but something he gives us uh, freely uh, as an act of grace in our lives. When you know Jesus, you come to the one who overcame death. Let us sink in, the one who overcame death. You know, we should be encouraged. We can be encouraged. When we come to Jesus, have our, our faith in him, we trust in him, everything is, is new. You know, we are made new, we are born again. Um, get the Holy Spirit, this amazing experience. When I, when I gave my life to Christ, when I fo- chose to follow him, he'd already done a work in me and it was amazing. I'd already seen him change in a direction of my life and I reached a point where it was like, okay, I, I want, I, you've already done so much. I've already seen you do bits and pieces in my life. I want to follow you. And when we do that, it's an amazing assurance to know that the, the creator of heaven and earth has you in his lap, in his, in his hands, caring for you, loving you, knowing that he called you from before creation. Uh, it's just an amazing mystery, um, an amazing assurance. The disciples who'd fled in a sense of fear and hopelessness, they encountered their master afresh, just like we can. And they became the most ardent, fervent followers of the Lord the world has ever seen, knowing a sense of hope so great that they would even die for the hope that they had found in Jesus. We all likely feel some sense of hopelessness at this current situation, but hope is around the corner. The crisis will come to an end. God is in control. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know, I believe that God intends to use this time to restore hope to people's lives. Hope that isn't just something that comes at the end of the crisis, but hope that we can know and live in the good of now. You know, true hope is discovered not in the end of the coronavirus outbreak, but it's discovered in the empty tomb and the ongoing encounter of of the disciples with Jesus in the days, weeks, months, years, and even generations since that day. 
faith in Jesus' work on the cross and resurrection is the first step to realise hope in our own lives. Psalm 16.11 says this in the ESV, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. When we know that hope in all its fullness as discovered in the person of Jesus, when we stand in the presence of God as we meet with him, as we meet with Jesus, we know the fullness of joy just like in Psalm 16. Maybe you've listened to me today and are wondering, you know, what do I do to get this hope? I'm feeling panicked, I'm scared, I'm afraid of all that's going on. Where do I get a sense of hope? Well, you find it in Jesus. You find it in the one who went to the cross for you, the one who was resurrected, showing his victory over, the, over death to show that everything he said he was going to do has come true, has come to fruition. The, the, the resurrection is the proving of all that Jesus said and did. If you want to know hope, maybe just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I recognise that there's something amazing about you and I recognise in me that I am broken, that I uh, feel ashamed or sin-filled and Lord Jesus, I come to you. I'm sorry for all that I've done. And I ask for your forgiveness and I pray that you would help me to follow you and walk with you from this day forward. Amen. Maybe you've prayed that the first time today, maybe you've prayed it before, but let me encourage you, tell other people about what you've heard, tell other people about the goodness of Jesus and walk in the freedom that hope in him will bring you.